Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're listening to The Insomnia Project. Sit back or relax and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane, the ordinary. One thing we can promise is that our conversation will be less than interesting so that you can drift off and hopefully catch some shut-eye. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm your co-host, Nidhi Khanna. Marco, I wanted to talk about Ann Arbor Michigan today because we have uh, a lot of listeners from Ann Arbor absolutely uh, Michigan we want to send a special shout out to them and thank our listeners for subscribing before we get into Ann Arbor talks I wanted to let our listeners know that both you and I are wearing blue topaz yes and so last time on our podcast we had a fascinating conversation about Crystals, and we went into depth about some of the crystals um, that we both gravitate towards. And the fun fact that blue topaz is the crystal that deals with communication and expressing oneself both in written and spoken form. So we thought we would wear some blue topaz today to see if there was any difference in our communication style on today's podcast so you're wearing a blue topaz ring i am and you have a blue topaz little necklace and so we'd like to thank your wife amanda barker who's currently not here but and unaware that and we're unaware that we are wearing her jewelry um so thank you amanda now to get back to ann arbor which is in michigan which is in michigan close to detroit Michigan. Um, well, relatively close, I guess. Is it? I don't know, <laughs> to be quite honest. I don't I've never think it been. is. I think it's closer to Toledo. I've actually been to Ann Arbor. I, um, I've always heard of Ann Arbor for some reason. And when we were driving through Michigan, I said, we need to pull over to Ann Arbor because I've heard so much about it. And all I remember about Ann Arbor, Nitty, was it's a beautiful beautiful place um 
I remember it being very green. I remember the homes being really gorgeous as we drove by them. And I remember we went to, I don't know, maybe you'll be able to help me, like a, a main little area or square. And I just remember the shops were really great. And we had like an ice cream or something sweet and I really enjoyed it. It really does sort of, when you picture um, your American town, mm-hmm. I think Ann Arbor is one of those towns that really comes to mind in terms of its picturesque quality. Mm-hmm. It's a university town because the University of Michigan actually is in Ann Arbor. And so um, you really do have uh, that type of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ann Arbor was actually only founded in 1824, and it was founded by two land speculators. Or, okay. Uh, I believe that's what they're called when they survey the land. I'd love to be a land speculator. <laughs> I would do. And they founded uh, Ann Arbor and named it based on their wives' names. Oh, because Anne? both their wives were named Ann. So that's where the Ann comes from. And the Arbor component comes from the stands of um, the Burr Oak tree. And Ann Arbor is very well known for its luscious treescape, really. I see. So that's where the name Ann Arbor comes from. So Arbor comes from the word of, sorry, the... The The Burr Oak. It's, I guess, a type of tree. I see. And uh, it comes from the stands of the Burr Oak. Amazing. Right. So a little fun fact for you. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Domino's Pizza, head office in Ann Arbor. Oh, well, what a, what a lovely place to have a head office. I know. So many, you know, head offices tend to be in like, well, I shouldn't say, but they tend to be collected in areas that are not as picturesque as Ann Arbor is based on my experience. Exactly. And the people of Ann Arbor, maybe uh, you experienced this, mm-hmm. Marco, are incredibly lovely. And I wonder if that has anything to do with its very lax marijuana laws. Oh, interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yes. Certainly, we had a great time in Ann Arbor, but we just kind of stopped by as we were driving through. But um, I guess another reason to love Ann Arbor. Absolutely. And I guess because perhaps of its lax Mm -hmm. marijuana laws, they came up with a, uh, I wouldn't call it a dessert, but a treat, a a delicacy. I love treats. I love Um, delicacy. You need to. That is called Mm -hmm. the fragal. Oh, I've never heard of. What do you think, Marco, the fragal could be? Oh, the fragal. Um, I would guess that the fragal would be something... Um, okay, because it's in Ann Arbor, Michigan, I'm going to assume that it involves maple, and I'm not saying that because I'm Canadian and I love maple sweets. I'm just saying that because Ann Arbor would have those kind of trees, maple trees. You mentioned the burl oak tree. You know, those are deciduous trees in the northern part of North America. So I'm going to assume it has maple in it. I'm going to assume it's frozen. It's some sort of frozen maple treat because of the fray part of the dessert name. That's my guess. Well, you would be incorrect with that guess. However, I will tell you what a fragal is. Yes. And 
just like Red Deer Alberta has their official cookie. The caramel surprise. The caramel surprise. I believe the Fraggle is sort of the official, uh, it's not a cookie, but the official treat of an arbor. And so what it is, is a deep fried... Oh, this sounds great. Raisin bagel okay. that has been rolled in cinnamon sugar. When you didn't think it could get any better, they rolled it in cinnamon sugar. Absolutely. And you know how much we love cinnamon, you and I. I have to say that if the beauty of Ann Arbor and the University of Michigan wasn't enough to bring me back to that picturesque city in the U.S., the Fraggle will seal the deal. Marco, I feel like we need to do a road trip to Ann Arbor to try this Fraggle. We need to let the mayor of Ann Arbor know that we need to go to Ann Arbor record the podcast with him or her and eat fraggles as we do so. I think that's a plan for this Mm -hmm. upcoming summer, perhaps. Speaking of bagels, you're from Montreal. I am. And if there's one thing you Montrealers know how to do, it's make a bagel. You got it, Marco. So bagels are a topic that are very close to my, that is very close to my heart. Really? Yes, I am very particular about my bagel consumption. Oh. Montreal bagels have spoiled my ability to eat anything else. Um, I enjoy the Montreal bagel because it's almost honey dipped. Yeah, we should explain that the Montreal bagel... It's a wood oven bagel. And it's boiled in honey water prior to its baking. You got it. And uh, for anyone who hasn't tried a Montreal bagel, so I I don't know how easy they are to get outside of Canada. I know that here in Toronto there are some places that make the Montreal bagel. I'll I'll let you know when I go to Vancouver uh, this month if I find Montreal-style bagels, but um, it's a sweeter, denser bagel, would you say, Nidhi? Um, it's, it's, it's denser, but not thicker. Right. So, whereas a New York-style bagel is very thick. And, and v- voluminous. Yes. Voluminous. And so it really does feel very um, bready mm-hmm. in a traditional sense. The Montreal break bagel is um, less voluminous, more, uh, it's sweeter, it's um, a bit, uh, it's, when you toast it, mm-hmm. it has this incredible way of being toasty on the outside, but the inside component of the bagel is still soft. And so it has it this has a deliciousness yes. to it without being um, gummy. Does that make sense? Yes, that's exactly it. You described it very mm-hmm. eloquently. So clearly the blue topaz is working for you. I would you. say so. I also love the Montreal bagel. I do. It's my favorite bagel. That's not to discredit uh, the regular bagel or the New York style bagel. I heard that there's a Detroit style bagel that we will need to investigate. Uh, poppy seed, sesame seed, or plain? Poppy seed all the way. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Poppy seed with butter. Yum. I don't even need the cream cheese if mm-hmm. it's a Montreal style bagel. Right. Um, 
But I'm thinking, Marco, mm-hmm. that if we were to go to Ann Arbor, yes. we would need to bring a Montreal-style raisin bagel and have them make a fragle. Out of the mon- so then if they take the Montreal bagel and they make it a fragle, I think they'll have to put an accent on the E, on the last E of the fragle to make it the Montreal, because doesn't Montreal have an accent? <laughs> the last That's e. great. You know, I do my best to sort of work it out. So that like your grade ten French you, you came know, out there. It, a bit. At grade nine actually, oh, but okay. uh, uh, yes, it it would be great. Now, when we're talking about bagels, I can tell you that I am not a fan of sesame seeds in particular. You will ruin my ba- bagel experience if you put sesame seeds anywhere wow. near my bagel, including you know when they do an all like a what do you call it when you put all things in a in a, they call it an all all season bagel or an all oh yes it's kind of like they do a, everything an everything bagel. that's it the everything bagel if there's a pot if there's a sesame seed on that I am not happy I do love the poppy seed or the plain. And I don't mind a swirl of cinnamon raisin in my bagel at Uh, all. Yes. So, Marco, I just did a little check, and I don't know if there's actually the Detroit bagel, but there is the Detroit Institute of Bagels, which is a restaurant-cafe-type place. Um, Now, bagels are one bread item. Mm -hmm. However... If you were to ask me to choose a bread type uh, item, let me ask snack item. I'm going to ask you to choose a bread type snack item that is your favorite. It's a difficult, difficult choice. So I am a fan of artists. I, I feel that this is a difficult choice, but I think you have to remove bagels. From, from it, it because yes. bagels are their own thing. I would also say the same about croissants because I feel okay. like croissants are also in their own category. category. You've got the almond croissant, sure. the chocolate croissant. Sure. And I'm going to say cakes are out of this category as well. So, for example, a panettone, which I love, which is a bread like Italian Christmas cake. Yes. Or the pandora. We're going to remove that. that. Okay, so now that we know what the playing field is. Yes. Nitty, what is your favorite bread type item? Okay, so there is a um, bakery in Montreal Mm -hmm. called um, Premier Moisson. What does that mean? Because you you said it very quickly, and for people who are listening who may not speak French... I'd like to just, uh, like myself... I don't know myself. if means anything mm-hmm. or if it's the name of someone, but premier is like first. first. Okay. Um, I'll find out. Okay. Um, but they do like a hazelnut bread that Ooh. I just adore. Mm-hmm. Um, any bread that has sort of specialty nuts in it okay. or something like that that I can then put a little bit of butter on, toast mm-hmm. it up, put a little bit of butter on, that is... Um, that's that's perfect butter for me. Butter or ghee? Butter, okay. never ghee. Okay. Not for not for this type I of see. bread. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, that, I think that would be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's a beautiful um, bread that I had recently that's actually got cranberries and white chocolate in it. Oh my goodness. Which was a nice little treat. Of course. But it was a bread. It wasn't sure. a cake. Right. It was um, a bread. Th- those would be, I think, my top. How about, how about I you, I would Michael? love, I, I mean, I would love, mm, one of my favorite breads is the challah bread. Oh, yes. Because it's eggy and it's sweet. And I even love the way it looks because it's sort of, I think when they make challah bread, they um, braid it because it's got different sort of bumps and lumps in it. And um, you could leave me on a desert island with challah bread and Nutella and I would be pretty happy for for a while. Certainly, uh, those are things that make me happy in the bread department. Now, um, do you like your bread fluffy or do you like it more uh, dense? I like fluffy bread. Okay. I prefer fluffy bread. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of like naan sure. bread. Oh, naan bread is, is wonderful. For those of you who aren't familiar with naan bread, it's a... Um, Indian or South East Asian bread that you'll often get um, as a side that is flat, almost like a pita bread, but I feel like it is stone-baked, if I'm not mistaken, and so it has a bit of charring sometimes. You'll have it, and it's very um, chewy and uh, delicious and fantastic to rip and put into different uh, sauces and uh, accompaniments with your your, the dishes you may be eating, in this case, various curries. Once again, Marco, I really do believe the blue topaz is working today because mm-hmm. that was a wonderful description of naan bread and the various ways that you can eat it. I love I love naan. You do? So I don't know if it's the blue topaz or just my love for Indian cuisine and, I guess, uh, Jewish cuisine too because I love both the bagel, challah bread, um, artichokes that are done in the style of um, Trastevere, which is a area of Rome where the Jewish ghettos were uh, uh-huh. located. So they'll fry, they'll deep fry artichokes, and uh, it's out of this world. Now, you mentioned panettone before. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I'm not the biggest fan of panettone. Okay. I don't know if it's because I haven't tasted the right one. Mm-hmm. But it's not my, it's not my favorite. I However, think, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Please finish your statement. I, I was going to ask you of the Italian bread mm-hmm. uh, family right. because there is so much of it, uh, bread-based mm-hmm. or wheat-based products. What you're afraid, what what your favorite would be. However, I'd like to first hear about your okay. panettone so, comments. I'm going to give you the lowdown on panettone. Pan- okay. Panettone is the traditional panettone. Tell me. Is a sweet bread that is available around Christmas time. And it generally has, or the traditional style of panettone has raisins and candied fruit. And so I feel like the North American palate isn't one that enjoys candied fruit. And I'm a traditionalist, so I love the traditional panettone. Now, is that the one that you've had? I've had a panettone with um, 
you know those little gummy type fruit that you would find those in are the can- those are the candy fruit right that with that and it's not my favorite thing okay now they've got a bunch of new new panettone that has chocolate chips or lemon cream in it they've got various different things that you can get in your panettone now i will say this if you're not a fan of panettone which a lot of people aren't my recommendation is to take the panettone or if you have panettone that's gone a little bit stale because panettone is the type of um, dessert bread that once you cut it you sort of need to eat it within a day or two because it'll go stale very quickly. Use the panettone to make French toast. If you use the panettone oh. to make French toast, I guarantee you will change your mind with regards to panettone. Panettone is also a perfect sweet bread to accompany a coffee, in particular a cafe latte, because okay. it is the perfect thing. Once again, should your panettone go stale, don't panic. Dip, Dip it. it into the uh, latte, latte macchiato in this case. So, um, you know, a latte macchiato, which is espresso and warmed milk. It will sop up a third of your latte right away. So be quick about it. And it'll be the most delicious, uh, wet, sweet bread you will have. Marco, I think you are... Um making me turn the tide on I my see. panettone um, experience mm-hmm. and so I'm going to have to try both those things there French toast and using it as an accompaniment to my latte there you go now you are going to uh, let us know about that bakery I believe it was in yes Montreal. so it, it doesn't tell me um, what it means so I need to do a bit more digging. Okay, fair enough. Perhaps I need to talk to some of my friends whose French is much better than mine. Oh, I think your French is great. (laughs) We were in Montreal a few years back. Yes. uh, And um, you were navigating the streets quite well. And I remember... um, you, we asked for directions, or we someone stopped us, and you spoke to the gentleman entirely in French, and I was very impressed. Well, it helps growing up there. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely not where it used to be, given that I now live here in Toronto, sure. which for our friends who might not be Canadian, right. might not realize that in Montreal and the province of Quebec, it's a predominantly French-speaking province in Canada. Sure. However, here in Toronto, in the province of Ontario, and, and most of the rest of Canada. With the exception of New Brunswick. Correct. And because Amanda's not here, I have to mention that. Yeah, absolutely. She's um, from there. She so. is from mm. there. Um, most of it is uh, English-speaking. Right. And so, although French and English are both official languages in Canada, you find it more predominantly French-speaking in Quebec. We are going to go to a town. I know we're mentioning a lot of cities in this particular podcast, um, but we are going to go to a town called La Fontaine in okay. Ontario, and we're going to record a show, and it'll be in a couple of months because I'm going to take you there. Okay. Uh, La Fontaine, and that is a very French town in Ontario, about an hour and 30 minutes away from uh, Toronto, 
it's near my cottage. That's why I say I'm going to ah, take you there, and okay. we're going to record a show there. I would love and, that. And uh, we're going to see how great your French actually is in that town. Well, okay, so explain a bit. Um, can you tell me a bit about La Fontaine? We will when we get closer to that okay. episode. All I know Fair about Fent- La Fontaine is that it's on Georgian Bay. Okay. So it's right by this beautiful uh, bay, this beautiful beach beach area of Ontario and that they have the uh, Festival de Loup. So it's a festival ah, with regards to... Yeah, the wolf. And we'll get more into that later on. So that's just a little tidbit because I don't want to overwhelm tonight today's podcast with too many places. Fair enough, and I think that there's obviously a lot that we can discuss once we get to La Fontaine. Sure, and Ann Arbor, Montreal, Detroit, we have all these places we need to visit. I think we need to do a tour, Marco. I I would say so. We even need to go up to Red Deer to see our friends there. Yeah, it's true. Well, we want to thank our um, listeners, and if you wish to connect with us, you can tweet us at Listen and Sleep, and of course you can subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud. Uh, include us in your favorite podcasts on your, whether it be a smartphone or iPad or tablet of some sort. And uh, Nitty, before this evening's over, what bread product will you be digesting? Oh, that's a good one, Marco. Well, now I'm kind of in the mood for Indian food, so oh, I think we might have to go get a roti or a naan or something. I, hey, that works perfectly for me. As always, we are recording from Toronto, and we'd like to thank you for being a part of our podcast and listening. As always, we're produced by Drumcast Productions. Both of us have insomnia, and that's how this podcast has come about. And we'll tell you more about why and how we decided to make such a podcast. And we hope that this helps you solve your insomnia issues. And if it doesn't, we hope it at least relaxes you as you try to get out of that state and into a state of restfulness. Until the next time, we hope you listen and sleep.